Chapter 16 and 17 Shri Sai Satcharita The Leela of Brahmagyan In this important chapter a man comes and asks Baba for Brahmagyan and as the leela unfolds Baba plays along with his request thereby showing the man his shortcomings and instructing all of us on the most important aim of human life Now in this commentary I am narrating a compilation of leelas similar to these thereby giving the listener some more gems that Baba shared with his devotees and imparted spiritual knowledge to them Leela number 1 Baba had a unique way of imparting knowledge Sometimes it was by asking for a specific amount of dakshina or through parables or dreams or by touch this is an interesting way described by mr tosher alias shri narayan ashram he says baba's method of teaching was varied he would simply touch with the palm the head of the devotee and that would have one kind of influence Sometimes he pressed his hands heavily on the head of the devotee as though he was crushing out some of the lower impulses on occasion he would pat the devotee's back or would pass the palm over the head each had its own effect affecting the sensations and feelings of the subject apart from touch he effected an invisible operation on the devotee whereby he would bring about a great change in him and that mr tosher had an experience of baba conveyed to him without using any words or even touching him the feeling that differences between various souls or for that matter all differences were unreal and that the only real thing was the divinity which underlines all This was in 1913 or 1918 perhaps. The truth was not uttered in words by Baba before Narayan Ashram. It seems to be have uttered in the presence of B R Purandare to somebody. This was taken from the life of Sri Sai Baba written by Narsimha Swami ji. Kapade says in his diary During Arti Baba gave him mystic glances and all his questions received their answers At other times he beat Ram Maruti Bua who was ecstatic following it Once he lifted him above his head and whirled around and Maruti Bua progressed to the next stage of his spiritual journey On Guru Purnima day Numerous devotees came to Baba with books and placed them at his feet so that he would return them with his ashirwad and they could study them and benefit from them However he gave one person's book to some other devotee These were some of his methods of instructing his devotee Leela number 2 Baba had a uniquely marvelous way of teaching. 
he often taught it through Dakshina. The devotee being asked understood this. Dakshina is covered in the previous chapter of taking Dakshina from Svetji. The amount asked and the possible meaning is given here. Rupees 2 for Nishta and Saburi. Reference Sate Radha by Deshmukh. Sai Satcharita, Chapter 18 and 19. 2. Rupees 4 often indicated the ego complex, that is, manas, chit, buddhi, ahankar, and the need to surrender it at the Guru's feet. 3. Rupees 5 symbolizes the senses, that is, the indriyas. Example, Marwadi and quick Brahma Gyan. Sai Satcharita, Chapter 16 and 17. 4. Rupees 6 refers to the six internal enemies. Example, Mrs. Tarkad, Reference Devotee's Experience, written by Shri Narsin Swamiji. 5. Rupees 9 refers to Navvida Bhakti of the Bhakti Marg, Lakshmi Bhai and Anand Rao Patankar and the parable of the mare. It is taken from Sai Satcharita, Chapter 42 and 21, respectively. 6. Rupees 15. Giving Dakshina here means deriving lessons from the scripture and lodging them in the heart, where Baba resides. Example, Professor Narke. Again, it is taken from Devotee's Experience, written by Narsir Swamiji. 7. Rupees 16 and a half. This is Sharnagate, that is total and complete surrender to Baba. Next, I will narrate a Leela of Dakshina and Shamdas Uddhavesh Bua. This is an interesting Leela of Dakshina, where he instructs Shamdas Uddhavesh Bua to read the 11 skanda of Eknath Bhagavad. When Shamdas went to Shirdi, Baba asked him daily for 11 rupees and he readily gave it. This he did daily for 10 days. Every day he would go to the Dwarkamai about 3.30 in the afternoon and only at that time would Baba ask for Dakshina. On the 11th day, as usual, Baba asked for Dakshina. Shamdas said that he had no money left then he asked Baba, saying, Baba, I have no money left to give you. You tell me where I am to get the money from. In lieu, I offer my ten indriyas and mine. To this, Baba replied, They are mine already. Who are you to give them? Go to Babu Sai Bhutti and borrow eleven rupees and give them to me. On hearing this, Shamdas got up to go and get the money. He had hardly reached the gate of the Sabha Mandap when Baba called out to him, Are Sham, come here and bring the eleven rupees later. But bring them from Babu Sahib Jog. Now, be seated. After taking Udi and Prasad, he went to the Vada and totally forgot about the eleven rupees. At 3.30, he went for darshan. 
but Baba did not ask for the eleven rupees. In the evening, he said, Go to Babu Sahib Jog and ask for eleven rupees and bring him along with you. Shamdas went to the Vada and found Babu Sahib Jog reading the Eknath Bhagwat to a few devotees. He told Jog what Baba had said. Both of them then went to the masjid. Baba was getting ready to go out. On seeing them, he blessed them, but did not ask for Dakshina. Later they returned to the Vada. The other devotees asked Shamdas about the episode of the eleven rupee Dakshina and what it meant. Shamdas had not pondered over it. Every day thereafter, both of them went to Baba, but Baba did not ask for Dakshina. On the fourth day, it was in the evening when Baba asked Jog, So, how many rupees did you distribute today? Jog replied, Sixty-one rupees. Bhutti received fifty rupees and Shamdas eleven. Shamdas was silent all this time. When Baba said, Did you get the eleven rupees? Without understanding its significance, Shamdas said, Yes. Then Baba said, No, you didn't. Let us see tomorrow. In the meantime, have a look at the poti, okay? They returned to the Vada and started discussing what Baba could have meant by asking for eleven rupees. Bala Sai Bhati was astute enough to connect the Dakshina with the reading of Eknath Bhagavad. Suddenly, Shamdas remembered how he had taken a decision not to read any poti unless directed by Baba. The next day, Shamdas went to the Dwarkamai at 3.30 pm and did Charan Seva. Baba said, You received the eleven rupees, didn't you, Sham? To this he replied, If the eleven rupees is regarding the reading of the poti, then yes. But which poti am I supposed to read? Then Baba gave him a clue of the Rinana Bandhavtas, saying, Read the poti where there is a dialogue between you and me. This sentence further confused him. Should he read the Gita? Or the Nyaneshwari. Baba said, Are Shamdas, go to Babu Sahib Jog and bring the poti that he is reading. He did so, and Baba opened randomly the eleventh chapter of Eknath Bhagwat and pointing to it said, Read this every day of your life. Read it just as it is written and understand it. Do not explain or expound it to any other people. Only you need to know and understand it. Allah Malik will do good. The eleventh skanda is a very spiritual chapter and is all about Brahmagyan. Reference Sai Leela Magazine Ankh 45 Year 4 1926 Leela number 3. This parable was narrated by Baba to Shamdas Uddhavesh Bua. 
Here, Baba narrates the story of two brothers on a long journey, symbolizing a sadhaka on the path of self-realization and converting vasanas into knowledge. Baba said, We were two brothers on a long journey. While walking on the path, my brother went ahead. He was bitten by a serpent and died. I was walking steadily and was way behind him. Just then, five or six people came and inquired of me where my brother was. I told them that he had died due to snake bite and I had buried him. They did not believe me. We will go and search for him and bring him back, they said. I cautioned them, there is a huge serpent there. It will bite you too. Why are you going there? But they did not pay heed to my words. They did go there and were killed by the serpent. I buried them also and continued my journey. Then a strong lady came and asked where my brother was. I told her that a huge serpent had bitten him and hence he died and was buried by me. Then she inquired about the six men. I told her how they went looking for my brother and were killed by the serpent. She was anxious to go there and find my brother. I said, Why are you going there needlessly? You will not find my brother. To this she replied, I will go there and diligently search for him, find him and bring him back. Thus she went ahead, she too met the same fate. I buried her too. Then I continued my journey and went a long distance. Then I met five or six Muslims who said, Wait a while. I waited. They brought a goat, killed it, cut it into pieces. These they brought to me and said, Eat. I said, No, I am a Brahmin, I cannot eat it. When one of them took a piece and thrust it towards my lips, trying to make me eat, I said, Just wait a while, I will pray to God, then eat it. I took a piece of cloth and held it to my mouth and thought of God. And lo, the pieces of me turned into roses, huge beautiful roses that you couldn't find anywhere, even in Shirdi. Then those Muslims went away and I continued my journey. When I looked back, there was water, crystal clear and a small pathway ahead. I walked a short distance and there was water on either side behind and in front of me without any pathway. This was the doing of Allah Malik. Allah Malik is the saviour of the poor. It is very difficult to know the meaning of Baba's words and parable. Only the devotee for whom it was meant could comprehend its meaning. The possible meaning is given here. The two brothers on a long journey symbolizes the real I or the Atma or Soul and the other brother is the apparent I identified with the body, mind, senses, intellect. Having been identified with these, the apparent I suffers from pain and pleasure. 
to release the apparent i from the cycle one has to bury it mercilessly here baba suggests the mode of burying by practicing yoga bitten by a serpent and having died symbolizes the burial of the apparent i by awakening the kundalini yogic path teaches the gradual uncoiling of the kundalini which is the spiritual current as it uncoils and rises upward it enfranchises a series of chakras the six chakras are known for their own powers and at last culminate in the sahasra or the thousand petaled padma in the brain followed by samadhi sthiti but this state is not for long as the vasanas are not destroyed completely baba mentions five to six people possibly symbolizing the vasanas governed by panch indriyas that are five and six arishad vargas when these evils continue their attack by luring the real sadaka he is neither frightened nor affected on the other hand they will also be buried by him thus baba's statement that there is a huge serpent and i buried him and the journey symbolizes the burial of the vasanas The strong lady referred here symbolizes Maya. Due to ignorance, the real self is forgotten. One then starts identifying with the apparent self. Thus, one is entangled in the worldly life and such experiences as birth, death, pain, pleasure, and good and evil. All these seem so real, though. the waking stage and the dream stage are both a mirage this maya wails the pure soul and has to be buried in order to realize the pure soul or atma baba's statement confirms that he had buried maya by stating that the strong lady met the same fate and was buried still the vasanas continue attacking This is symbolically stated by five or six people cutting the goat and thrusting the pieces on the lips. So strong are the vasanas of Maya. The word Brahman refers not to the caste but to the person who has realized Brahman and because of the knowledge of Brahman he is able to convert the pieces of meat into beautiful roses. the crystal clear water and the small pathway is the clarity the sadaka attains by way of sadhana to be with the parabrahman then there is water all around without any pathway which symbolizes the highest state of realization the state of pure consciousness thus the sadaka culminates with the parabrahman This explanation of the leela was given by Manjula S from Bangalore. This leela was taken from Sai Leela magazine Ankh for year 4/1926. Now I shall narrate the leela of lighting the lamps with water and give its possible meaning. 
The sacred festival of Guru Purnima fell on 24th July 2002. Early in the morning, Megha Sirsha Kamath visited the Sai Baba temple and offered fruits and confectionery to Baba. Then she went to Vijay Hazare's home and spent some quality time talking about Baba's leelas. That night, as usual, Megha chanted Baba's name and soon fell fast asleep. A short while later, Megha had a wonderful, life-changing dream. In the dream, Megha saw Baba seated in his usual place in the Sanctum Sanctorum. Baba was sitting in his characteristic posture next to the railing with his left forearm resting on it. Megha ran up the steps of the Dwarkamai and clasped Baba's feet and laid a head on them. Baba then placed his beatific hand on her head and blessed her, saying, Allah Malik. Then he applied Udi to her forehead. Megha sat in front of Baba and asked him, Baba, why did you light the earthen lamps with water? Baba paused for a while and said, I had to light the lamps without oil for the welfare of all my devotees. My heart is overflowing with Maya, love and compassion for each and every devotee. However, I am sorrowful to see that people are full of vicious tendencies. Unfortunately, it is widespread. I see it in all four directions and it hurts me. Megha immediately asked, Baba, what vicious tendencies? Shaking his head, Baba answered, A multitude of people pour oil in lamps and light them daily. They place them in their prayer room and in front of God, outside the front door and next to the Tulsi Vrindavan. Some do this ritual four times in a day, while others keep an ever-burning lamp in their prayer room. Yet they are spiteful, malicious and inhuman to others. Their heart is devoid of empathy, humanity and love for other human beings. It is futile to light a lamp without love and compassion. It is akin to lighting a lamp without oil. So why light a lamp at all? Daily, you light a lamp, then you go out and do deceitful acts, conspire and conspire against others. Then you spend huge amounts of money, offer incense, flowers and prasad to me and make a show of your devotion. The person may be a man or a woman. They may be a brother and sister, a husband and wife, or any other relative. But their relationship is barren and devoid of love. Because they are blood relatives and are bound to each other through karmic bonds, the relationship is grudgingly maintained. Unfortunately, a mother-in-law does not consider her daughter-in-law as her very own daughter, or the elder brother's wife is devoid of love and sisterly affection towards the younger brother's wife. I perceive intense darkness in the deep recess of your mind and heart. Indeed, a few of you are straightforward, humane and compassionate, and it's extremely hard for you to survive in this world. If your heart and mind is devoid of love, do not bother to light a lamp. I feel a person should light a lamp if his heart is pure 
and free of ill will towards others. Then it will dispel the darkness, and the real lamp will be ignited. Neither my Ode nor meditation will help you if you are bereft of goodwill towards others. Only when you embrace love and compassion will the darkness disappear. I am saddened by the intense darkness I see around me. My child, you questioned me about lighting lamps with water, so I told you this. It will benefit all if you tell as many devotees as you can about what I said and make them aware of it. Even if they don't read my leelas, my charita, or perform my artis, it is alright as long as they embrace my message and change their callous ways. My dear child, will you do this for me? After saying this, Baba, with tears in his eyes, placed his hand on Megha's head and blessed her. At that very moment, she woke up and realized she was dreaming. From that moment, it became a mission in her life to give every devotee that she meets Baba's special message. This Leela was taken from Sri Sai Prasad Deepavali, Ankh 2002. In Chapter 5 of the Sri Sai Satcharita, Baba, by lighting the lamps with water, teaches us to completely surrender to Him by offering ourselves. Selves are made of the Panch Mahabhutas. A body is made of the five elements. The Pankte or the Diya is made of clay. Hence, it is soil. So, it is Prithvi Tattva. Pouring a water into the Pankte is Jal Tattva. Lighting the lamp is Agni Tattva. Breathing of the Self is Vayu Tattva. Luminosity is Akansha Tattva. Guru will illumine within of the Self by using these five elements. Only when the Self surrenders completely to the Sadguru. By this illumination, Self will lose its identity by merging with the Parabrahma or the Sadguru. This Tadmaya Bhav is Brahma Gyan. This is the explanation of the Leela. And this concludes the commentary on the chapter. Om Sai Ram.